When young Yamato is born in the town of Yamato to his mother Yamato, things get a little crazy. His dad is frickin' pissed that he has two sons, so he throws one off a cliff. But that's just the start of that baby's unfortunate life. He goes on to get turned into dust multiple times. He has to fight several gods. He gets drowned. He gets stabbed in the throat, dies, (laughs) watches his girlfriend die twice, and gets sent to the goddamn moon. Talk about a tough life. This movie dares to ask the question, Wait, what? This is Orochi the Eight-Headed Dragon. This movie's horny as shit. (laughs) Their assholes are always out. It's insane. Airtight. Awesome. I'm psychic in many ways. That guy's had like three sandwiches this week. Let's fucking kill him. (laughs) That was, in a word, insane. And welcome, everybody, to Critical Darlings. Um, This episode is going to be a little funky, a little different, because um, I, of course, am Clayton Chalman. You're used to hearing my voice. And you're also, of course, used to hearing the voice of the illustrious drag king, Sir Maxim. Uh, But Max is unavailable ATM at the moment. That's what the kids are saying. Uh, And so I have uh, got one of our dear friends here. Um, You probably know him from comedy all over Austin, Texas and the surrounding area. Um, Garrett Buss, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Hell yeah. Well, tell us a bit about yourself, Garrett. Who are you? Sure. My name is Garrett Buss. I am five foot, 11 inches tall. Okay. I'm a Leo. (laughs) So close to that six foot mark. I'm so close, but I don't think I'll ever get there. This is probably mm-hmm. the tallest I'll ever be. Well, keep trying. Okay, yeah, I'll do my stretches. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a comedian. I've been a comedian in Austin since like 2015. I host a show called Exploratoria that you're on every other week. Yes, sir. Um, I'm also part of the show Bucket List that you're yes, on once a month. So we see a lot of each other, Clayton. That's true. We do a lot of comedy and such together. And there will be more to come. Um, so, Garrett, what we do on this show, basically, is we uh, ambush each other. We surprise each other with bad movies, usually. Um, and this was a movie... Th- this is a movie that was not going to be part of our Darling December. Uh, you brought to us uh, Orochi the Eight-Headed Dragon. And then we loved it so much that this is going to come out in December. It's going to be part of our, our Darling December <clears throat> Uh, because this movie was a fucking blast. Um, so for the month of December, we're going to be watching good movies. Max oh, may God. be back for some of those. I don't know yet. But folks, we've got more movies to come. I promise you that. Um, with that, Garrett, a big part of this podcast. I'm not sure I'm not sure if, if you're aware of the, the concept, the overarching concept. Mm-hmm. But we're critical darlings. Because one of us it's is the critic, critical. and then one of us is the darling, That's which right. is Max. That's right. Um, and so one thing we always ask our guests whenever they come on is, are you a critic or are you a darling? I'm a darling. I'm You're a, a darling? I'm a darling. I love movies, and I specifically love big 80s monster movies. Hell yeah. And so, you know, this can, can do no wrong for Absolutely. a guy like me. Hell Yeah. Well, that is, uh, I think the darlings so far heavily outweigh the critics. We'll, we'll tally them up. Um, there is a war coming. But Garrett, how, how's, your, how's your week been? 
How, what it's have been, you been up to? You've it's been, been great. Yeah. yeah. Last night I saw Godzilla minus one for the second time. Hell in yeah. Theaters. And man, what a movie. What a great, great, great movie. Two thumbs way up. New Godzilla movie. Go see it if you can. Hell yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I've been, there's so many good movies out. I've That's been true. going quite frequently. I saw The Boy and the Heron a couple days oh, ago. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, it was so good. It may, I watched, I got home and the next day I just watched Princess Mononoke for the first time. Wow. Holy um, cow. You, so yeah. you saw Princess Mononoke for the first time yesterday. Yes. I had not seen a lot wow. of the Ghibli movies. I've not seen Spirited Away either. Wow. Holy cow. That's um, great. But yeah, I finally saw that. I saw a couple days prior to that. Have you, are you familiar with Silent Night, the new John Woo movie? No, I'm not familiar with I it. I assume you're familiar with John Woo. Yeah, he um, did Rush Hour. Is that right? Uh, Face Off. Face Off with John Travolta. Yes. Oh, that's right. Um, and he, he's, he's a very well-known action director. He directed the second Mission Impossible. Okay. Cool. One of the Mission Impossibles. Um, and he has a very particular style. He's got he's got a certain level of sauce to him. Mm-hmm. Silent Night is a Christmas action movie okay. starring Joel Kinnaman. Um, <clears throat> the premise of the movie is that it is an action movie with absolutely no dialogue in it. Oh, um, and so I was oh, interested. Silent Night. That's to funny. see that, and uh, it's not. It wasn't good. Oh man, you um, see it. <clears throat> the premise is just so like. It's so hard to manage that there's several scenes where, like, Joel Kinnaman, he, like, get, he gets to his house after his son is dead, and he got shot in the throat, so he can't talk. Okay. Um, which is like, hey, if, if there's no dialogue and nobody's going to talk, why even bother to why shoot even, him in the throat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but he gets home, and he's, like, sad, and his wife is there the whole time. They go through a scene where he, like, he, he gets there, he sees his son's Christmas present because his son is dead, and his wife goes, oh... And then he like falls to the ground and starts crying, and his wife's like, "Oh, oh." and then wait, so she doesn't, she wasn't shot in the throat though. No, she's not saying anything. She doesn't talk because she doesn't want to. I guess. I guess he then (laughs) it's it's a long scene. He he like gets up and starts like throwing shit around, breaking stuff in the house. She's like, "Oh, oh, oh." (laughs) and then he like goes to the kitchen and starts like kicking over tables. She's like, and then he grabs this scene was very funny he grabs a bottle of vodka out of the fridge and starts drinking it and then starts like gagging and choking (laughs) like he hates it and she's like oh um very funny there's just no reason for that but Mm -hmm. i ended up leaving the movie halfway through because it turned out to be about uh, white vigilantism. Wait, it's a very, it's a very, very racist movie. Whoa, that's insane. Um, yeah, there's like a scene because his son is killed by like gang, <clears throat> gang members. Sure. Um, every member of these gangs, uh. all like Latino people, and then there's a scene where it's like he's coming home from the hospital after he got shot in the throat, and <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like we get a montage where we're seeing like all the ways that these people are ruining his neighborhood. And mm-hmm. so it's like, Oh my God, a, a Mexican the, man like handing children on a playground money and like sending oh them God. off. And then he sees graffiti on the wall that says, fuck the police. And he goes like, Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and so then I left the movie at the point when he sees two people of color mug somebody mm-hmm. They mug somebody. Sure. And he murders them on the spot. <laughs> and this is like, it's like, oh, 
They're well, like, he's cleaning up the streets. He's cleaning up the by damn committing streets. murder. Yeah, to thieves. Uh, the whole movie seemed to be just like staunchly in support of police brutality, which yeah. was crazy. Damn. But that's Silent Night. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're going to talk about is not that. Garrett, what movie did you bring us? I brought Orochi, the Eight-Headed Dragon. Hell yeah. Which is a kaiju kind of? It's kind of like a fantasy epic movie, uh-huh. and it's all it's also kind of a kaiju movie. Um, you know, from the studio that made Godzilla. Hell yeah! Right in the middle of the '80s, it's a very '80s Japanese mythology movie. Hell yeah! Um, I was I was expecting it to be more of a like monster movie, especially mm-hmm. with the title. With the title, yeah, dragon. Um, definitely not. The, it's much more about like this fantasy epic adventure mm-hmm. um, which was surprising to me you wanted me to watch the trailer that's right? right that's right i think the trailer anybody that's listening to this if you don't have the time to fully watch a you know two hour long 80s japanese mythology epic at least watch the trailer just look up orochi the eight headed dragon the english trailer goes so hard it's very very funny to me mm-hmm. all right here I, i'm gonna play the trailer This is a great trailer. It showed him turning from the woman into the big old guy. There's the mech. There's the mech. This is, we're only like a quarter of the way through this area. <laughs> oh, but now we're getting a little more tender. I'm shouting now. <laughs> this is this is odd. this would make me want to see this fucking movie, right? For sure. Yeah, this is this this has the fucking sauce right here. <laughs> Him at the, he just turned into the giant mechazoid. Orochi, the eight-headed dragon. 
not super prevalent in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Age of the Dragon actually is is not really. It's like calling Star Wars the Death Star. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it certainly plays a role, but I wouldn't. The death, I, even the Death Star is, I would say, a lot more central. Like they spend <laughs> yeah. a lot of the movie on the Death That's Star. True. That's true. Um, this is just one dragon that shows up for a little bit at the mm-hmm. very end of the movie. Um. But Garrett, what are your first thoughts on this movie? I'm going to pull the Wikipedia page up to look sure. at some facts. Um, you know, first thoughts, love it, crazy. Mm-hmm. It's an insane it's an insane movie. They just yeah. I think uh I personally, while I like, you know, D&D and I certainly like fantasy as a genre, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of fantasy movies that I particularly like aside from like, you know, Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Like I'm just never really more of like I'm not super into most, like, I haven't seen any of the Conan Barbarian movies or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Clash of the Titans or anything like that. Like, generally when it comes to movies, I'm not so big into the, like, swords and sorcery genre. So I was worried that this was going to be, like, formulaic and boring where you're like, well, I know what's going to happen. He's going to save the girl and then kill the emperor or whatever. Man, I never knew. I never knew what was going to happen in this movie. <laughs> no, not at all. They start in the very beginning. They're like twins are born and they're going to throw a baby off a cliff. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> from there on like I don't know. I, I keep thinking that I know what's going to happen next, but mm-hmm. it is an, an impossible task to try to predict what is going to happen in Orochi the eight-headed dragon all the way up until the end, the very last like end of the movie. I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but like, I, I feel like a very formulaic way that this story would be is like, you know, hero is banished or whatever, and then he fights a couple of monsters, and then he shows up, kills the dragon, and then goes and, you know, meets the king or something. Mm-hmm. But right at the very end, right whenever he has killed the dragon and made it like turn back into its like human being form, they seal it in a in a magic rock and, uh-huh. and it looks like a pickle looks just like a pickle it's a big green pickle and he throws it into space and then it, this is a you know giant demon dragon that's been like trying to destroy the earth and some like wise sage tells them you know throw the the rock that has this god sealed into space because when he comes back he will bring happiness to this land mm-hmm. gods are just like that <laughs> uh-huh and like you can't predict that. That's crazy. No, it's a very goofy movie. It's how much? Goofy. How much do you think? How much monies do you think it made? <sighs> Let me think. You know, I feel like because it's Toho, the company that makes Godzilla, mm-hmm. it probably didn't make a lot of money because they've shown if a movie is profitable, they will keep. I mean, there's like 50 Godzilla movies. They just keep cranking them out because they're like, yeah. we're gonna chase that profit. So the fact that there's never been Orochi the Eight-Headed Dragon mm, Orochi two, the Nine-Headed Dragon. Yeah, that's right. Uh, since they haven't made a sequel, it makes me think that it probably didn't do too well. So I'm going to say it like, I don't know, made like a million dollars more than its budget. That's all I'll say. Um, so I actually, I couldn't find any information about its budget. Mm-hmm. I would guess that it was at least profitable from the numbers I'm looking at. It made 800 million yen. Wow. Um, which is about $5 million by today's standards. Okay. Um, let me see if I'm able to adjust the year. Oh, yeah, because um, it's like 80-something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, that's actually a fun point. Wh- when did you think this movie came out? Because I thought it was like early 80s. 
I'm going to, since you think it's early 80s, I'll just go late 80s, like 88 or something. It was 94. 94. Wow. This movie was made three years before I was born. Uh huh. This movie was made four years before I was born. Wow. Well, then that means. Wait a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, the movie is crazy. So it starts off. Uh, the first thing that ha- what what's the first like second of this movie? The first second of this movie is a voice in English. So yes. uh, an English voice. Yeah. It shows like galaxies, and it goes uh-huh. billions of years ago, gods were created, and then it just starts listing off like. 30 names it's like the god of light uh, the god of rocks <laughs> the god of oceans uh-huh. and like i was worried whenever i was seeing this i was like i'm not gonna remember i'm not gonna remember all these names you don't have to they nope. literally never show up aside from the fact that they're like it's important that you know that there are gods i guess but uh-huh. like i wonder too why it was why the voice was english me too because i i just judging from the version we saw i feel like that means it had to have been in English, like in the theaters in, the in theaters. Japan when you're going to see it. Um, yeah, that's very that's very fascinating to me because um, no, nothing, nothing else is, else in is English. English. In well, the there thing. is one thing that's English. Oh? The whole movie has these like you know uh, grand epic fantasy orchestral pieces that are accompanying uh-huh. it, and then at the very end, <laughs> yeah, once, they've, once yeah. they've conquered evil and they're flying away on a giant robot bird, uh-huh. a like. 80s, I guess 90s, like rock pop song starts playing. Uh-huh. And the main, you know, it's all in Japanese. And then at the chorus, they go, Come take me. And then they go back <laughs> to speaking in Japanese. So, like, the very beginning of it is in English, the very end of it is in English. It's like uh-huh. a bookend, you know? That's, I've, so I am doing another podcast right now where we read One Piece and watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Nice. Um, and one thing I keep noticing, there's a lot of stuff like that where in Japan they have like English phrases that they've picked up and use. Mm-hmm. Um, very, they they say "Oh my God" a lot uh, <laughs> as like an exclamation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there's just certain things where they have like different phrases where it's like, "Oh well, even though even if somebody doesn't speak English at all, like they know this phrase, mm-hmm. like how." We all know, like Ola and, yeah, and like course, stuff like course. that. Um, and so uh, I've always been shocked by some of the phrases that they have, mm-hmm. where it's like, I get do do people in Japan just know this? There was a, specifically an episode of JoJo I was watching where a guy walks into a room and he sees two things that are shocking to him, and he says in English, he goes. Oh my God! Double surprise! <laughs> Double surprise! Uh, hell, I, hell yeah! I, I hell just yeah. I don't know. Like, is that something that they just say, or is they that just, they must say it all the time? Because that's not an English <laughs> phrase at all. Whenever something's surprising to me, I, I rarely count how, uh, how many wait, separate things. Double surprise! <laughs> oh. Um, man, this movie's so good. It is so. It's good. crazy. It's crazy, and it like. I think there's a couple of ways that this movie could have been worse, you know, yeah. if it took itself seriously. Yeah. And uh, if it was a little bit more formulaic, but it wasn't. It, things were just, it was bananas. Yeah. It was cuckoo bananas the whole time. Uh-huh. So we hear that English and then we immediately see mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the Harbinger of Doom, a big crystal <laughs> spaceship. Yeah, that's right. In outer space. <laughs> that's right. Um, that is, it's got a guy 
like crystallized into in the it. very top bit. Yeah. He's like frozen in it. Um, and that is set up as our bad guy. Yeah. But then that same crystal mm-hmm. does light and it's said later. It does not explain this very well, but it yeah. says that in that moment, it like shoots light down to earth. Mm-hmm. That is when it sent Yamato to earth. Yeah. It's implied. So, so the emperor and the empress, I guess, um, uh-huh. the, em- the empress is pregnant. She gives birth to these two twin boys, these princes, and I guess the first baby just comes out normal, just a normal average twin baby. And then, you know, she's, she's pushing, she gets the second baby out, and like a, a giant golden light covers the building that she's in, almost like a UFO, like alien beam kind of coming down. Mm-hmm. And then the baby's born, and pretty much immediately, everybody hates this baby. Yeah. Baby didn't do anything. But everybody hates this freaking Apparently, baby. it's bad luck. Apparently, the second twin, the youngest twin, mm-hmm. is like a bad luck and a bringer of misfortune. <laughs> and so his dad is pissed. He's so I, mad. I guess they didn't know that they were twins I guess until not. the birth happened. And so his dad goes to <laughs> his advisor, who we will later find out is a fang. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's he's a fang. A, a dragon tooth is uh-huh. a guy. It's so hard to explain. It's so hard to explain. He has. He's full of agency. Like he acts oh, completely yeah. independent. Yeah, he's just some dude. He's he's a very clearly evil man. Uh huh. Big um, evil mustache, wrinkles, staff. Yeah, Jafar adjacent. You know, did he have a mustache? Am I? Yeah, I think he had like a long mustache. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, But he goes immediately and throws this baby off a cliff. Yeah, puts a baby in a basket, walks to the top of the cliff, Uh, and we're like, they're not gonna do this, are they? Oh my god, the effect of the baby falling off the cliff (laughs) is so funny. It's so so funny. What I want to know is if you're gonna throw a baby off a cliff. Why bother with the basket? Why bother putting it in a basket? <laughs> That's indeed. a waste of a good basket. Of course, the blanket that the baby's in. We don't. You, you could use that blanket for another baby. Yeah, a non-cursed baby. Hold one end of the blanket and just kind of roll it out. Exactly, exactly. Like shaking dirt off of a yeah, yeah. picnic blanket. Um, well, this this baby's falling off a cliff, Clayton. It's surely gonna die, right? That's that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I this, thought. <laughs> this baby's gotta die. It's falling off a cliff. Uh-huh. Babies historically don't do well with the bottom of cliffs. Yeah, I was because I, I was like, I guess, I guess this is the end of this character. I was so excited to learn more about this character. Oh but yeah, it's, baby. it's been a baby and it's thrown off a cliff. Ugh, there's no way. There's no way. But then, wait a second. But then. Wait, a giant magical bird that looks like Ho-Oh. It does Pokemon. look like it looks like a robot Ho-Oh shows up. Yeah, because it's completely it. It looks very robotic. It's just a big robot bird, but this is like <laughs> taking place in like samurai era, yeah, you know, like feudal Japan before they had robots, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, and it comes and catches the baby and brings him. <laughs> back to the people that tried to kill <laughs> back to the back to the exact same people that just threw him off a cliff. Hey bird, you could have dropped him off anywhere. Take, take him somewhere with cool people that won't <laughs> yeah, that's try to right. fucking that's murder right. him. Yeah, um, no, they pretty much just drop him off with the emperor and the empress and he's like, "Well, let's go back to the cliff and <laughs> take, take this baby back up there." Um, but they do, they let him grow up, mm-hmm. uh, and he becomes a boy. He goes to a cave. Oh, that's right. He finds a pickle. The pickle turns him into lightning for a second. It's true. 
It's like a little glowing green rock that's like a magic, a magic rock basically in a yes. cave. And it looks like a pick. It just looks like a neon green pickle. There's no way to look at it and not think about a pickle when you're seeing it. Yeah. Um, we did later realize that it is in the shape of like, it's like one half of a, the yin yang symbol. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it does really look like a pickle. It's it like just pickle has a green. twist at the end. Yeah. Um, but he sees a giant bull statue. The statue of, yeah. I think his name is Bullhead. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big minotaur statue guy, and his name, canonically, is Bullhead, which makes sense. He's got cause, a bull head. Because his body don't look like a bull. His body looks no. like a man. But no. that head doesn't look like a guy. You could not call him Bull or Bull, bull Buddy. You wouldn't call him Manhead. No. That's for You could call me Manhead. Uh-huh. I could call you Manhead. True. Don't, though. I won't. I, I would never think of doing that. Thank you. But there's like a magic sword, like a classic sword in the stone yes. in front of this giant bull statue. Mm-hmm. And the kid's like, hey, might as well. Might as well. I mean, you know, sword in a stone, I'm going to try to pull it up, right? Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? But he fails. He, he gets, fails. Does he get like electrocuted or something? Yeah, he gets electrocuted. Well, I think he, he goes to grab it and he's like, ouch, man, this is this. I hate this. Mm-hmm. And the bull statue just goes in a normal dude voice. I would expect, <laughs> you'd expect a bull to have like a big, deep voice, uh-huh. sound like a monster kind of. No, just a guy. And he goes, hey, cut it out. Hey, hey come on. That, leave, little that, prick. leave that sword alone. I'll see you when you're old and have three medallions of light. Uh-huh. And then he zaps him with laser eyes, which is a big part of this movie. Is a lot the, of laser eyes. A lot film. of laser eyes in this film. Zaps him with laser eyes and the kid... Teleport, which also happens a lot in this movie. A lot of teleporting and laser eyes. Yeah, there's a lot of teleporting, a lot of turning to dust and waking up somewhere That's right. else. That's right. That's um, right. Which is why later in the movie, we'll get it, but later in the movie, his girlfriend turns to dust and goes away. But she is, I think, just dead when She's, that happens. Yeah, I, I think that's the implication. Um, but he uh, he's there. I do think it is smart because this is like, in the third act, mm-hmm. he, he dies for a little bit, gets sent back to this place. Mm-hmm. I think it's smart that they set it up this early or else it would feel a lot crazier than it is. Mm-hmm. Still pretty crazy. Though. Yeah. But at least um, they're like, okay, there is a sword in a stone in front of a bull statue. Mm-hmm. Just think about that. But then he, what does he do now? So now he's like a young la- young man. I think at this point, it Basically, just goes straight to him as he's a an adult man. Ass yeah, because then it shows him riding on a horse yeah. with his friends, and the music is suddenly very like bum 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 bum. Like it's very happy. Like They're having a great time. But he has a very serious face for this whole movie, and in that scene, he's just seriously riding a horse. It intensely, it kind of looks like because he's riding this horse super fast across these like mountains. But the music is very like playful. It's almost like uh, the music that plays in Home Alone, mm-hmm. whenever like Kevin McAllister's like, "I can I can eat pizza all night long." Like hijinks music is the best way I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's having a, he's having a grand old time with his two adult friends. <laughs> That's right. That's um, right. He has one adult friend. Well, they're they're like his like you know sages or whatever. Yeah, they're his guardians. Or whatever. One is just a samurai, pretty mm. much. Just a samurai. And then the other one is like a wizard with a staff and But he, he can, only has rope. He, yeah, he makes he makes magic rope shoot out. Like that he can uh-huh. all he ever really does is a couple of times 
like bounds people, you know, so they're yeah. like tied up in rope and they're like, oh, I can't get out of this. Magic must be very hard in this unit because there's two characters that are capable of performing magic and mm-hmm. both of them are demonstrated very clearly to only know one spell. Each. Yeah, they only know one spell. He knows rope. Uh-huh. And, and then, then we'll find out the... We'll find out <laughs> the other one because it's awesome. Um, but so this is when the mom stuff happens, I think. Right? Yes, his mom gets ill. Oh and wait, before that, he so he's he's an adult man, and he's like, man, things are going pretty good for me. I'm an adult guy, but he's been banished. He's been banished from you know his kingdom because the emperor's like, I tried to throw you off a cliff as a baby. I don't know how you survived, but you're not going to stay in this country. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. And so he's living with you know the wizard and the samurai and stuff. But he gets a letter in the mail that's like, hey, you got pardoned. Yeah, you got a you, you got a pardon by the emperor. You got a pardon for, from being for, born. For being <laughs> born, exactly. It's like, what well, luck? Just go to the emperor, see see what's up, you know. Mm-hmm. And the emperor, like the emperor, still fucking hates him. Oh, he hates his fucking guts. The emperor hates his guts the entire time of the movie, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's a he's just a bad dude. Bad dad. At for the sure. end, there's a sense of like. My son, I'm so proud of my son. But it's, but like, it's like you hated him the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Don't try to be cool now, you yeah, fucking yeah, asshole. Yeah. Uh, but then his mom, his mother, mm-hmm. gets ill. Oh, she gets sick. She falls ill, and he says, "You know what? She needs. She needs to hold this magic pickle that she I needs have. A pickle. <laughs> this magic pickle medallion. Mom, just hold on to this. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Uh huh. Well, because already once in this movie, he that was actually after. The old man tried to That's kill him right. after the tooth tried to kill him. That's right. The, the the old wizard man who is a tooth, he was a tooth of a dragon, but he's like the evil, you know, like soothsayer to the emperor, basically. He's like the emperor's right-hand man is this evil wizard. And so he tries to like basically attack main character guy, mm-hmm. and main character guy grabs the pickle medallion that he has on a necklace, and then suddenly... His ear hair gets very, very long and Which bushy. Never happens again. <laughs> it never happens funny. again in the whole movie. His ear hair gets super long and just big, like enough that a person standing behind him can see the ear hair coming out, even though he's not facing him. Mm. And then the wizard gives like a face, like, "Well, that's gross." <laughs> like, 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 kind of a freaked out face. <laughs> and then his face gets all, you know, main character guy. His face gets all like wrinkly, and he gets like a butt chin. He looks like a demon guy, and then he like shoots an energy beam. So it's like implied that every time he uses the pickle power, he like becomes a demon, kind of. Yeah. Um. So he gives his mom the pickle. Yeah. He's case, like, here you go. In case she gets attacked by anybody or needs long ear hair for something. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then his I'm sure mom, it works, right? That, that 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 definitely heals his mom for sure. She dies. Oh, she dies. You're telling me she dies? <laughs> oh, we later that. find out that she was killed by the tooth, but I mean, <laughs> they never show it. Yeah, the pickle. The pickle didn't do anything. Pickle didn't do anything. She just had it in her hand, so that when she dies, it looks incriminating to main yes. character guy because it looks like somehow he killed his mom. So then his brother tries to kill him, and he basically kills his brother. We later yeah. find out that <laughs> the after- tooth did that too <laughs> yeah. somehow. The tooth came back and finished his brother off. Yeah, after he basically killed. Yeah, him. his twin brother is like a goody two shoes. Like he's gonna be the next emperor probably. And he sees that the pickle is in the hand of his mom's corpse, and he goes, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna sword fight you to death, brother. I'm gonna kill you." Mm-hmm. And then he does, you know, main character guy does his little pickle blast, yeah. and um, <laughs> it's gonna be a better word for that. Yeah. It's like you know, <laughs> he does a pickle blast, and like you know, basically incapacitates his brother. But yeah, it's it's revealed to us later that off screen, 
the fang wizard guy just like i guess slits the throat of the mom or slits the throat of the brother mm-hmm. where we don't see that but main character guy's living with the guilt that he is the reason why his mom and his brother are dead right yeah and the emperor didn't like him to begin with no really doesn't like him now really does not like him now. hates him you could say true um and so then he gets super banished he gets uh, double banished that's right he gets told that he has to go kill the leader of the barbarians <laughs> that's if right. he wants to to live here mm-hmm. um and so he goes and sets off with his old guy buddies mm-hmm. um and then first they find the newest member that's right his his soon-to-be girlfriend Mm-hmm. Who comes out? She throws a knife boomerang at him, oh, and then starts doing a like Naruto style jutsu to shoot so a fireball. It's so cool. It's so cool. That fight scene is hilarious because she like throws a knife, and he a, a running trope through this movie is that people will throw things at him, and he'll catch it perfectly, yeah. like an inch from his face. Uh-huh. So she like throws a knife, he catches it, and then she like pulls out two other knives clicks them together to make them a boomerang and throws it, uh-huh. which is a move that looks really cool, never really works. No, no one, she does it several times. No one ever gets hit by it. You they know? just get out of the way. It's really <laughs> yeah. slow, I guess. But she she's really acrobatic. She can she really flip is. like, you know, 20 feet in the air and like jump off everybody's heads to fly up a tree. Yeah, for all of her action scenes, they do it very, they do like a lot of wire work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it looks great. Yeah. Um, oh, I, that's one thing about this whole movie is that because it's all big practical effects with a pretty substantial budget for practical effects, it looks fantastic. When she shoots, she has, she can do magic, so she can shoot fireballs out of her hands. True. That looks great. All the insane stuff that happens in the third act of this movie looks great. Just the effects are top, top notch. Yeah, it, uh, it is a very good looking movie. Um, a lot, All the monsters are awesome. Yeah. I love it. So what happens after that? So so they meet they meet the girl. They go to Barbarian, oh, Barbarian Town. Land. They get met by some random people that Sayo, who's the rope guy, yeah. found. Uh, she takes the place of his daughter to go be a potential bride for the Barbarian. Barbarian King, yeah. They go in there, um, and then they start fighting the guy. They just start trying to fight this dude. He's got a big-ass sword. Yeah. Uh, but... No, they fully do have to fight. It's like a long fight. Yeah, but and eventually like, he kills him. Yeah, it's like multiple fights because it's the the girl. She sneaks in as a potential bride. Uh huh. And then he is gonna. He's going down a line of women to try to look at their face to see if they're beautiful enough to be his wife, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you see, she is like towards the end of the line, and he's going, "Okay, number one, what does your face look like? Ah, pass. Number two, what does your face look like? Okay, maybe this is a, this is a maybe." Okay, number three, he's going down the line, and it's like tension. Oh no, is he going to pick this woman to be his bride? That would ruin the plan. Mm-hmm. And she dips her finger in candle wax, and then does something that you don't see. But then he goes, "Okay, now you." And he points to the to the girlfriend character, and she raises her face. And Clayton, what does she have on her face? She got a mole on her face, and she put That's wax right. on her tooth to make it look like she's missing a tooth. So she's like, "Uh," and it like it pauses for a second. I think for a laugh. I think it was expecting like yeah. a big theater reaction on like she's ugly. <laughs> like yeah. she has a mole and a bad tooth now. And the barbarian is like, "Ugh, gross." Pass. Mm-hmm. But then, but then she goes and tries to kill his ass. Yeah, she just tries to kill him, and then he fights her, and they do one of those like I think this happens in Indiana Jones as well, uh-huh. like the classic bit where she's fighting him. They're like kind of evenly matched. She's shooting fireballs. He has this big barbarian sword. It's a cool fight. But then she stumbles 
and then suddenly like 60 swords point directly at her. She's mm-hmm. completely surrounded on all sides by guards. Where did they show up from? They're just all there immediately, you know? Yeah. Um, and so then Yamato comes in. He has to fight him. Mm-hmm. That's a long fight, too. The barbarian, he's like, hey, I'm renaming you. Yeah, yeah. Because actually, his name before this was Osu. Yeah. And then the barbarian's like, your name's fucking Yamato now, which is the name of his mom and his hometown. Exactly. His, his mom and his hometown. <laughs> yeah. And so he just, he's like, yeah. He's like, okay. Right. My also, name is Yamato he, now. That's the guy that he's fighting to the death. So that's like not a guy that I would want to take notes from, you no. know? If I'm trying to kill somebody and they're like, your name is Tommy Texas. I'm uh-huh. like, I'm not gonna be like, okay, you said so. Because uh, you can't just do that. <laughs> like, you can't. He just he. I wish I could do that to mm-hmm. people. I would your, do it all the time. Your enemies in combat. Yeah. Just tell them that their new name is their hometown. Fuck you. Your name's Dick now. <laughs> um. He kills him. Then a monster comes out. They kill a monster. Oh, that's right. That monster was cool. The big monster big, was awesome. Big his, lava monster. And his hand turned into a bow, and his other hand turned into arrows. And he was like shooting like lava arrows. And then they're fighting him. The whole the whole team with like the wizard and the samurai and the main character guy and the girlfriend that can shoot fire magic. Which she kept shooting fireballs at the lava monster. And yeah, we kept Obviously thinking it doesn't work. That's not gonna do. It. I mean, he's made of lava. Like uh, fireballs aren't gonna do anything. Um, but then he goes wild mode. He he uses pickle power to yeah. Kill main the character uses <laughs> his pickle power. He does his pickle blast. His famous pickle blast. <laughs> and every time in the middle of this movie, I said to you, he he touches the medallion and he become his face looks demonic basically as he's using this main character power. And I said to you, Clayton, I said he's got that Peter Griffin chin now. <laughs> and you said. What? <laughs> well, I thought you said he's got that Peter Griffin shirt now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be even funnier <laughs> so if he's just Peter dressed Griffin like shirt. Family Guy. But no, his 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 chin looks like two gonads. You understand? It does. It it. You were absolutely right. Once you made that clear to me, I could see it. That's right. But so he blasts. You know, he he kills the lava monster whose hands can morph. So his hand at that point had turned into a big sword. Mm. And he also got wings now. Even though he didn't really use the wings, he did not use the wings. a running theme in this movie. Yeah. Is that even if you have wings, you might not use them. Yeah. Um, so they go back and he's like, Dad, I did it. Mm-hmm. But then it's revealed. I'm gonna we're gonna start moving at a bit faster pace down. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going a bit too slow through this. We don't have the That's time fair. for it. But they get home and he is he I don't remember the exact circumstances. He learns of the prophecy yeah. that there's a big evil dragon coming. There's a big evil dragon, and there's also a guy who was so evil in the past, like hundreds of thousands of years ago. Uh-huh. He was so pissed off at the earth that he turned into an eight-headed dragon. Unexplained how he did that, but he did that. And then after he got defeated, he was banished into outer space in a giant block of ice. Yeah. And so now that bad guy is out in space in ice right now. Uh-huh. But he's coming back. He's coming back. And so Yamato goes and he steals the Sword of Shadow? Yeah, like the evil sword, the bad guy sword. Yeah, and his dad sees that and is like, man, fucking kill my son. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, this guy killed my wife. He killed his brother. (laughs) He went off and killed the Barbarian King, which I thought was kind of cool. But then he he steals my evil sword. And Uh the wizard's pissed about this. The wizard soothsayer, who is secretly a fang. Yeah. Um, he's mad. He's so he mad. He loves that evil sword. And so he summons a big 
Kraken like yeah, water monster. Yeah, a big Kraken water monster with a bunch of tentacles and nasty face in the ocean. Uh-huh. And that pulls Yamato into the water, mm-hmm. drowns him. That's right. Then his girlfriend jumps in, pulls him up, and then kisses it, him yeah, while he's so drowning. They're, they're underwater. He's like drowned basically. And then she like gives him a kiss and it's implied, I guess, that she fills his mouth up with air uh-huh. because then he just starts to float like he's very buoyant and she starts to sink, which is not how buoyancy works. You can't no. just like kiss someone, fill them up with air, and then they just kind of float up like a life preserver. But no. you know, suspension of disbelief. This is a giant Kraken monster. True. And that's true. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Certified. But then the Kraken monster, you know, tentacles the the girlfriend and starts to pull her down to the briny depths. Uh-huh. Um, and she just dies. And they turn to dust. She just turns to no dust. Reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she dies and she disintegrates into particles, basically. Mm-hmm. She's no longer around. And our main main guy, he's pissed about that. He's pissed about it. It makes him so mad. It makes him so mad that he goes for a walk and finds his mother alive on the beach. That's crazy. <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, that's uh, right. He goes and coddles her mm-hmm. and turns out, as he picks her up, that it's actually the fang guy. The wizard in disguise. And so he stabs him in the neck. Well, First off, he's like walking on the beach and he's like, man, I'm so sad my girlfriend's dead. What? mom and then he gets his mom he gets his mom and he puts her on like a piggyback and he's Uh, like ma'am mom this is great that you're still alive i don't understand i'll get stabbed in the neck immediately uh uh-huh that's gotta suck um throws a knife at the fang guy but it doesn't matter he just he just he gets dead yeah from getting stabbed in the throat but he wakes up back (sighs) in that cave whoa because bullhead Bullhead. is the god of the afterlife that's right that's right um and Bullhead goes ahead and fucking duels him. him. Yeah, yeah, he does duels a whole duel with Bullhead. But then he pulls that sword out of the rock. That and magic he's like, sword. That's right. You're the fucking guy. You're the chosen one. You're gonna kill the eight-headed dragon. Mm-hmm. Brings his girlfriend back to life. Which important to say, at this point in the movie, this is probably an hour and forty minutes into the movie. Uh huh. The eight-headed dragon has not shown up. No. It is not. In, it is the title no. of this movie. It has not shown up yet. Um, but he he wakes up his girlfriend and sends him to the moon. To That's fight right. The bad guy That's who right. has a castle on the moon at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crystal, the ice crystal, crashes into the moon, and he's like, "Oh, free real estate, baby. Let's mm-hmm. build an evil demon castle." Mm-hmm. And so he, uh, they go in and they duel Mr. Bad Guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of use of fireballs and laser eyes. That's right. Um, and eventually he uses his new sword and medallion yeah. to blast a big laser. Huge laser. Until the bad guy disappears. He, he just turns into his suit of armor, falls to the ground. Nobody in it. Nobody. He must be dead, Clayton, right? You'd think so. But actually he's an eight-headed dragon. Wait, what? And his <laughs> name's not. A roach. <laughs> um, but yeah, he turns into the big eight-headed dragon. Mm-hmm. And so then he and his girlfriend are trying to fight the dragon. But, but it's, the dragon's huge. It's huge. They're little. And it's got eight heads, and each head shoots massive so much rays fire. of lightning and yeah, fire. Yeah, lightning and fire. Just this giant, huge monster dragon. There's no chance that these two humans could kill him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so they try to fight, and eventually the bird comes and helps. The robot he, giant bird. He falls right off that yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. bird. The bird shows up, it's like, me, remember? And he's like riding him <laughs> with a sword, and he, and it just kind of does the same effect where like he flies towards the dragon. Oh, is he going to get bit by the dragon? No, he's going to fly away, and he's going to fly back to the dragon. He's going to fly away again. Uh-huh. And then he just falls off. And totally falls himself. off. 
and then they get launched <laughs> oh, that, this part's so funny space. this part's so funny and then his girlfriend is like hey I love you. They're and flying she, through space really fast. She starts turning to dust again. Again, the second time. Oh, we forgot to mention that she's brought back to life by Bullhead. Yeah, no, I said his, that. Oh, you said that? Okay. Yeah, cool, cool, he, cool. He, he brings his GF back to life. That's right. Uh, but then his GF is it's like, hey, space. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta go. And she turns to dust again. That's right. To give him the power to turn into Megazord. Yes, that's right. Um, she becomes the other part of the pickle yin yang medallion. Yes. And so he turns into a giant. A huge suit of armor, Power Rangers esque Megazord armor angel guy uh, that's the size of the dragon was so fucking hype. it was, it was so awesome. hype it was really fucking cool it yeah the whole this is like the, the whole third act of the movie is just no notes i yeah. love it big giant dumb robot god slaying an eight-headed dragon with like crazy effects mm. yeah it was fucking sick and then he goes in and he he tears that dragon up. Yeah. He explodes it and Blows it saves up. the fucking day. Well, since the dragon's blown up, the the guy that turned into the dragon must still alive. surely be dead. What? You're telling me that he's still alive? He's still alive. This is preposterous to me. But Great Bull. Oh, that's right. Bullhead has Bullhead. an idea. <laughs> what, what's Bullhead's idea on what to do with this giant demon dragon god? Put him in the pickle. Put him in the pickle, Clayton. This is preposterous. And Odo, his girlfriend, raises yeah. a great point. She's like, hey, we're just going to throw it. Because we're going to throw him in the back pickle, into space. They just throw him into space with their arms. Yeah, they're uh, so strong. And she's like, is that the best course of action? And Bullhead is like, hey. Once he returns, once he fucking returns, keep this in mind, <laughs> he's going to bring happiness to millions. <laughs> That's just gods, what gods are like. <laughs> gods are like that. <laughs> and it's like, wait a second. He was an evil guy, tried to destroy the world as a dragon, uh -huh. and then was banished to space, came back from space, uh -huh. tried to do it again. And they're like, okay, but the third time, he's going to bring happiness John. to millions because gods are just like that. Uh-huh. And maybe it's like, maybe there was a time in between that we didn't see where he mm. came back for a little bit. And then everybody was like, we love, we love this eight-headed dragon. <laughs> dragon is fucking awesome. It makes me so happy. Um, But yeah. Yeah. They save the world and his dad is finally proud of him. That's true. And then true. we get a fucking awesome song. We get a great like 90s J-pop riff mm. that like starts, because like I said, everything is orchestra. And then now you got this like, pop song kind of blasting as they're riding their giant metal god bird phoenix through space and they're like things are going good for us yeah great yep. end credits fantastic movie it was fucking awesome garrett mm -hmm. how many magic pickles out of 10 would you give this film i'm gonna give this film nine Nine, Nine out of ten. Out of ten. Because I love it pickles. so much, and I think it's very, very good. But I think the one thing that this movie's missing is like a fucked up little guy, like a little gremlin guy, like a Yoda or something, you mm. know, like a like a Stitch. Like get That's a, true. get a little weird goblin guy who just kind of like burps and farts and trips. And just have him as the comic relief. Because this movie is like so funny because it's bananas and insane things just keep happening. But I just like a little weird gremlin. That's the only thing that could bump this up to a 10 for me. Agreed. Um, I will probably give it, I think, a 7 for me. My mm -hmm. enjoyment is like right up there at 9 as well. I, I think 
Yeah, I think you know it's it's a it's a crazy movie. It's, <laughs> it's a crazy. So crazy. Movie. <laughs> Seven feels good to me. Hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. but I had a great time with it. Um, this would be the part of the podcast where usually we would talk about what movie we're going to watch next, but mm-hmm. we are still down max at the moment right. uh, as far as this podcast goes. Um, so I don't know what we're going to watch next. It'll Ooh. be something good for Mystery. Darling December. Something awesome. Uh, but Garrett, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Is there any but anything you'd like to tell the people? Um, sure. Yeah. Um, we do Exploratoria every first and third Tuesday at nine thirty p.m. at Fallout Theater, oh, yeah? and then we do a Bucket List every second Tuesday at nine thirty at Fallout Theater. Yes, um, sir. Yeah. Aside from that, just like I guess my social media is my name is Garrett Bus, and that's it. That's it. Oh yeah. Um, also, I want to say thank you uh, to everyone listening. I we we got our numbers for our Spotify podcast wrapped. Oh yeah, we were in uh, something. T- I think twenty something people's number one spot nice. for their number one podcast, which was awesome. Uh, and then a lot of more people that we were in the top three of. So if you're any of those people, thank you so much for it. Some of y'all sent us messages as well. It's very cool to hear from the people listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, but with that, I guess we will see you next time. I've been Clayton Chalman. And I've been Garrett Buss. And as always, stay, stay critical, critical darlings. darlings. There you go. <laughs> Bye.